Do you remember that 17-year-old hockey player in Ontario who got the COVID jab because he was denied entry into skating arenas without it? Sean Hartman, with his whole life in front of him, was dead two weeks later. And that was only the tip of the iceberg. In the last few weeks and months, there have been dozens of similar cases of young, super healthy athletes dying and becoming seriously harmed, ending their athletic dreams. This should be huge news everywhere, but it's not being reported for what it is. Individual reports of the deaths and permanent disabilities of young football, soccer, cricket, rugby, hockey players, dancers, they're popping up all of a sudden everywhere. But how is it that no mainstream media outlet are putting this all together and calling it out as a huge problem? Dr. Michael Yaden has had enough. He's called out this spate of deaths and injuries for what it is. The effects of the COVID jabs. We're going to take a look at these athletes and young people, their deaths, injuries, and testimonies, and let you decide. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Before we begin, I wanted to ask you to please like and share this video. Also, please consider helping us to continue our mission to get out the truth by becoming a monthly sustaining donor to LifeSite News. As a sustainer, you'll gain access to exclusive perks such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks of our news in production, also personal contact with our team, and we have a new feature wherein you can send in questions and I'll answer them on the sustainer segment of the John Henry Weston Show, which airs every second Friday. You can sign up today to become a monthly sustainer by visiting give.lifesitenews.com slash sustain life. And if you are a current sustainer, thank you. And don't forget to submit any questions you may have. I look forward to answering them. So let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So Dr. Michael Yeadon as we know, the former VP of Pfizer, has called out the COVID jabs for their danger. In fact, he did so early on. He warned of their deadly potential. And now his dire predictions are coming true. But the mainstream media, with the collusion of governments and health authorities, are trying to cover up the evidence. Dr. Yeadon has pulled together a couple of dozen of recent examples of athletes dying and becoming permanently injured, and notes how rare such occurrences used to be, whereas in the past few weeks and months, they seem almost a daily occurrence. Here's what he said, and I quote, You'll probably recall how very rare it is that top sports people collapse and die, especially right in front of you in the pitch. He said, I remember an unfortunate footballer in England to whom this happened years ago. I don't remember any others. Well, now in the space of a few weeks, almost two dozen such incidents. You'll immediately apprehend how unusual this is, and it's not bad luck. It's because only recently has COVID-19 vaccination reached these age groups, late teens to late 20s. Dr. Yeadon continued, he said, shortly afterwards, statistically huge increases in collapsing, dying, fit sports people. He explained these deaths and injuries, saying, and I quote, these vaccines induce the body to manufacture unregulated amounts of virus spike protein. 
Not only are the amounts of uncontrolled in any way, we also have no idea in any individual where in the body this dangerous protein is made. Coronavirus spike protein is a potential biological toxin able to initiate changes in blood that lead to blood clots and bleeding. This has horrible impacts on the circulation and also, of course, the heart. He adds, you'll have heard of a heart inflammation condition called myocarditis occurring much more often in young men after vaccination. I surmise, he says, that all these sports people are being injured and killed by the COVID-19 vaccines. Young people are not at risk from this virus and also are poor at passing it on. There is therefore no reason, he says, why these people have been vaccinated and it's pressure from their clubs and leagues that's made them comply. Some have lost their lives as a result. He concludes saying, what tragedies, what lethal fraud from our governments and their lying advisors, end quote. So let's take a look at some of these cases. And for the full list from Dr. Yidin, please visit my blog on this show at lifesightnews.com. First off, we have the case from only a couple of days ago of Boris Sadeki. He is a 24-year-old and collapsed on Friday in Dornbirn, Austria. Uh, you know, a hockey player. Unbelievable. We also have just this incredible list from Dr. Yeadon, and I'm going to read it out to you. We're going to go through a number of them just so that you can see what's actually happening. So, first of all, um, from September, we have 27-year-old Jens de Smet from Belgium who passed away after becoming unwell during a football match, and of course it's soccer. He says, uh, it's one of the colleagues is saying, it's so unreal he's gone now. Jens played soccer for the FCC Philosoph, a cafe team that plays its home matches just across the Dutch border. And um, one of the uh, teammates says, the second half was underway and our opponent had just scored. Uh, And suddenly Jens sat down on the ground and not much later, he lay down in the grass. Some teammates rushed to him and it was immediately clear that he was not okay. And someone started CPR on Jens and we immediately called an ambulance. When an emergency services arrived, they took over CPR and a little later they took him to the hospital. And a day later we got the news that he hadn't made it. And so we have other reports also of a death. Even from April, we have Luis Oyeda Suarez, also soccer player from the former UD Las Palmas youth player. He died suddenly at the age of 20, and the news, of course, shocked the world. And um, it was shown in his Twitter account saying, Dismayed by the sudden death of Luis Oyeda Suarez, a youth squad who was part of our youth team for two seasons, 2017 and 2018, 2018, 2019. And um, the organization expressed their deepest condolences uh, to family and friends. So you had also another, I mean, you've had over and over again these reports of young people dying. Listen, listen to some of these. So Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and world champion Craig Jones announced on Instagram that he was unable to fight or train after suffering a bad reaction to the COVID-19 vaccine, causing his stomach to build up with fluid. Craig Jones was the Polaris 205-pound world champion and the Polaris 185 world champion in 2018. 
and 2019. He also finished second place at the ADCC World Championship in 2019. I mean, these are super fit individuals who are um, both dying and getting injured. Here is, this is, and what's really quite something is when they make their posts on Instagram while they're covered by the mainstream media, the mainstream media often leaves out the details because they lead right back to the vaccine. This is what this jujitsu black belt said of the ending of his career by the vaccine. Listen to this. He said, I'm out, guys. One of the unlucky ones that had an adverse reaction to the COVID vaccine. I won't bore you with all my symptoms, but ended up carrying a bunch of fluid around in my stomach and can't train, let alone compete. There's another one. There's a triathlete, Antoine Mecken. He formalized the end of the season uh, via a Facebook post, and he claims that pulmonary embolism is linked to the Moderna vaccine he took against COVID. Um, he said, first off, how are you? I still have fairly severe pain in my chest and a fairly strong feeling of tightness. I've been under treatment for two days. Um, and this, by the way, is an interview from September 23rd. It's going on. It should get better gradually. I have two weeks of complete rest. Uh, then hopefully resume training at low intensity for several weeks or even months. Uh, there's another one. There's uh, someone who is uh, an equestrian rider, uh, young young lady, uh, 24 years old, I believe. So Sienna Knowles says, I didn't even know where to begin. On Thursday the 21st at 10 a.m., I had my second shot. That night I woke up so sick and vomiting, fever, wet and sweat, heart palpitations, headaches, sore muscles, joints like hell, blurry vision. I was in so much pain at this point, crying. I knew something was seriously wrong. I'm the first person to dust it off and never cry. The next morning I went to the doctors, who then sent me to the emergency hospital. I've been in the respiratory ward with clots all through my legs, stomach, and through both lungs. The amount of clots on my lungs is equivalent to having broken ribs, so a little painful and hard to breathe. As part of my treatment for my recovery, I'm now medicated and never have been in my life. As a result of these, I have internal bleeding and nosebleeds as one of the side effects of my medications along the line of other things I choose to keep private. I had no medical issues, underlying conditions, not medicated for anything, completely healthy, never been sick. Crazy to think to the left pick I was turfing with my family riding horses and the next pick is just me after my vaccination. And now I have numerous doctors and specialists for a minimum of 6 to 12 months. This is my new normal. I have also been informed to not ride my horses, my motorbikes, and train. Everything I am. Drive my car, go to work. I never wanted this jab and held off for as long as I could. I got it to keep my job. If you know me personally, you know how hesitant and scared I was of getting it. Thank you everyone for the love and support. And another one. This time um, we read of a football match against soccer uh, in Norway's second division being halted after Icelandic midfield uh, player Emil Paulsen suffered a cardiac arrest during play. The 28-year-old player suffered the attack as the game against another team entered the 12th minute, his club said in a statement. There's another one about uh, another soccer player, Fabrice Nsikala, 
who is now recovering in hospital after the Democratic Republic of Congo International collapsed on the pitch in their meeting with another team. The left-back player went to the ground in the 70th minute of the match, sparking concern among teammates and opposition players before being taken into hospital. The match finished 0-0. Bestikas did not state the reason for the 31-year-old's collapse. And another report of Florian Daguri, the current world's top static breath-hold free diver. He officially held his breath for 10 minutes and 30 seconds, and he has been diagnosed with myocarditis and periditis 40 days after his second dose with the Pfizer vaccine. This is a diver, super healthy, no issues with uh, breathing for sure. And he said this on Instagram, again, where you get the detail. He said, after my second dose, I noticed that my heart rate was way higher than normal and my breath hold capacities went down significantly. During sleep, I'm at 65 to 70 beats per minute instead of 37 to 45, which is, of course, his normal. And during the day, I'm now always over 100 beats per minute instead of 65, even when I sit down and relax. Once I even reached 177 beats per minute while having dinner with friends. 40 days after the second jab, I had no progress, so I went to see another cardiologist and got diagnosed with myocarditis and trivial mitral regurgitation. I'm now struggling to reach eight minutes breath hold, and I even have a strong urge to breathe doing 40-meter dives. 30% decrease on my diving performance, roughly. And another case from an Italian volleyball player, Francesca Marcon immediately suffered from shortness of breath and chest pains after the Pfizer vaccine. She went to the emergency room to the next day where doctors diagnosed her with pericarditis. The volleyball player shared her adverse reaction on Instagram where we get the details. She said, and I quote, perhaps this speech of mine may be a bit blasphemous, but I ask myself, is there no form of compensation for those who suffer health damage after getting the vaccine? I state that I am not anti-vax, but I have never been convinced of taking this vaccine, and I've had confirmation. I don't know if you're interested, but I have, and still have, post-vaccine pericarditis. Who pays the price for all this? Another report. Um, and these, by the way, they're also in mainstream media. You can check them out, but no mainstream media is putting this all together because this is going on now almost on a daily basis. Listen to this from September 24th. Promise rider Greg Lusson has put an end to his cycling career due to a heart problem. During the professional race in Katermark, the 22-year-old suddenly felt great pressure on his chest. I will never forget that awful feeling, and I never want to experience that again, he said. Also, the 2016 Olympic gold medalist cyclist Greg Van Avermet has thrown in the towel for the World Championships this year after saying his immune system has been compromised by the coronavirus vaccine he received in June. And I quote, I got my results on Monday night, and it's not really good. That is to say, nothing can be seen from the blood values, perfect as always, which is also my great strength. Other data proves that there is something wrong with my immune system. My body is fighting an unknown adversary, and that is probably the vaccine. I sleep well, train well, and feel good, but I'm missing 3% from my top form. Another report about Helen Edwards, who also collapsed during play. 
and this is a soccer play. She is conscious, has complained of malaise, and is on her way to the hospital in coordination with the medical service and emergency doctor, said the DFB spokeswoman. And these reports are coming out so often, it's unbelievable. This one is about Yente van Genetchen, also a soccer player, who went into cardiac arrest after briefly losing consciousness while playing the game uh, with his new team. He says, fortunately, my heart recovered quickly, um, said the young player. It's like waking up. For a while, I even thought about continuing to play, but everyone advised against it. In another report, we have veteran French tennis player Jeremy Chardy uh, suspended his season in September after suffering debilitating reaction to the COVID-19 vaccine. Since I had my vaccine, I have had a problem. I've had a series of struggles. Suddenly, I cannot train. I cannot play. The former world number 25 explained that he felt violent pains all over his body as soon as he made any physical effort. And I'll quote from him directly. Now I have been to see two doctors. I have done some tests, so I know what I have. And the most important thing is to take care of myself. I prefer to take more time to take care of myself and be sure that in the future I will not have any problem rather than trying to get back on the court as quickly as possible and find myself still having health problems. Also, there's a case of Dutch speed skater Keld Nuis diagnosed with pericarditis a week after his first Pfizer vaccine. The two-time Olympic gold medalist posted on his Instagram that he was experiencing severe flu symptoms and chest pressure before being diagnosed by his doctor and cardiologist with an inflamed pericardium. Nuis initially reported that he was very sick, but he later posted on Instagram that he was recovering with the work of a cardiologist. Exactly two weeks ago today, he said, I was in the hospital with an inflamed pericardium. Fortunately, my sports doctor was there and very early and examined me with the cardiologist. So this can go on and on and on. I'm going to stop there. I encourage you to go to my blog at LifeSite News where you'll see the full list of these things. We got to heed the advice of doctors who are in the know, Dr. Yeadon, uh, Dr. Valit, Dr. McCullough. So many doctors have come out risking their own careers to spread the truth about what's happening. We really have to, as so many of the conferences we've been privileged to air with Dr. Valit say on LifeSite, stop the shot. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. And may God bless you. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, 
I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.